Hello and welcome to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries brought to you by the Network and Edge Solutions Group. And in this episode, we're going to be exploring how to engage the next 50% of the world's population in global digital participation. I'm your host for today, Gabrielle Bejarano. And right now I'm joined by Daniel Gutwein, who's Director of Education Vertical Intel Network and Edge Group, and also N50, a member of Board of Advisors. I'm also joined here by David Hartshorn, who is CEO of Geeks Without Frontiers and also an N50 member board of advisors. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Gabrielle. Absolutely. All right. So let's go ahead and start with Daniel. Could you just tell us a little bit about the N50 project? What was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, no, no, thanks, Gabrielle. I appreciate it. And um, you know, the N50 project, it we started it at Intel probably. You know, I want to say we started incubating this probably two and a half to three years ago. We were sitting down, a couple of uh, us on the team, and looking at our purpose statement as a company, which is to develop technology that impacts the lives of every person on the planet. And and I'm paraphrasing there, so I'm, I'm sure I'll get emails from people saying that's not exact, but it's pretty darn close. And you know, as as a couple were sitting around saying that's it's kind of bothersome that if that's our purpose as a company. And we've been doing this for over 50 years, how we left half the world behind, um, because that's the data. I mean, the data says that, you know, roughly 50 percent of the Earth's population or 3.8, 3.9 billion people don't currently participate in the digital world. They're not doing a, a digital podcast like we are now. They're not going online. They're not checking email. They're not text messaging. And um, so we, we looked at it and said, hey, if that's the problem. And yet our purpose is impact the lives of a person on Earth. How have we left half the world behind? And what can we do about it? And that was really kind of the genesis and the beginning of the N50 project, which stands for the next 50% of the globe. And we, 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 we drilled into it very deeply, you know, to understand the problem because initially, you know, you would think, well, let's go connect the unconnected, which I've always said is a, is a way overused phrase. Um, as a matter of fact, I would even argue that there's not a square foot on this planet that if you have the means to do so, you can at least make a phone call um, through a satellite phone of some sort. So we looked at like the connectivity issue. We, we were working with our friends over at the GSMA and realized that of the 3.8, 3.9 billion people that don't, quote, participate in the digital world, we found that about 3.2 to 3.4 billion actually have the ability to with at least a 3G network, but for some reason choose not to. So we don't believe this is a connect the unconnected problem. We believe this is a participation problem. And when we started digging into then, if you have the ability to connect, why do you choose not to? You know, again, I mean, kind of your first thought would be, oh, it's a cost issue and cost is certainly an issue. We found that even more important than cost, the reason why people don't compute or get in the digital world was because of basically digital literacy, not knowing how to go do this, um, not knowing the value of it. Uh, the second reason, be, you know, right behind digital literacy were, you know, what applications, what would I go do that would enrich my life? which would be number three, what would I pay that I would actually pay for? And so those are the three things we really started to tackle was, you know, literacy, digital literacy, uh, applications that truly enrich people's lives, by the way, not defined by us, but defined by local communities um, in different regions of the world. And those applications differ from community to community. And then how do we put in structures that actually drive the right cost structures so people can actually pay for it? Uh, so when we did that, the N50 was born. We actually officially launched it this past February. Um, we very quickly said this can't be an Intel-driven problem or a project, right? Um, if one company could solve this, pro this, this problem in the world or if money could solve this problem in the world, we would have done this 20, 30 years ago. 
Um, so we we wanted to open source this and invite other you know partner companies, instant academic institutions, NGOs, government agencies, and so on to join the effort to go tackle this problem. And uh, we launched that in February, and uh, we looked for you know we we did quite a bit of uh, due diligence on who would we ask to go run this project that had the scope and the capabilities to go do this, as well as the kind of the same mission in mind. And um, we looked at, I don't know, 25, 30 different organizations. And we asked the Geeks Without Frontier organization, David Hartshorn, who you'll you know, hear from in just a moment, if they'd be willing to actually go run this from the program management office. And they graciously stepped up to do that. And I would say in the last 10 months of us being, you know, in, in existence have, you know, done nothing short of just, you know, absolutely hit it out of the park and been a great organization to work with. So Intel is now a member company of the N50, uh, along with another, I think, close to 100 uh, other partner companies. Well, thank you for sharing a bit about the background and the inspiration behind the project, Daniel. And, you know, following that thread, I wanted to ask, in what ways are we seeing uh, the N50 project accelerate digital adoption and also, at the same time, enriching communities? Uh, could you give us some examples? Uh, start where, where Dan left off on listening to local communities as a starting point. Um when we were first approached uh, by Dan uh, and his team at Intel, and when they they put forward the proposition to go after driving digital adoption in more than three billion people, we were like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, please, that sounds right up our alley." Uh, but we had to start somewhere, and so the first community that we listened to was in a rural village in Zambia, um, and what we heard informed the design, the shape, the plan for the type of digital adoption initiative that we would get underway with N50. Um, and the first words out of their mouth were, we would like education, improved access to ed education. And if the digital world has solutions that can enable that, then we're all in. So we began looking in Zambia at local educational content providers who were already scaled up, um, and we immediately came to know an organization called Mwabu um, who does just that, and they do it with the endorsement and blessing of the Ministry of Education for the government of Zambia. They're in thousands of villages already where there has been a reasonable level of adoption, but there are thousands, many thousands more where they are not. So they saw this as an exciting opportunity to collaborate as partners that came into N50, as did other uh, tech leaders and other content providers. Um, almost a dozen organizations were excited by this idea and came in. And we began running uh, with Dan at the head of the table, uh, weekly meetings with a gr an aggressive agenda to design and implement and then get to scale on this project in Zambia. And what was really interesting was that once the educational services began to flow in this village, the village leadership came back to us and they were like, this is great. Can we have health? <laughs> and so we, we looked around, found a local health provider in Zambia, specialized. Uh, already at scale, similar to Mwabu, but on the health side of the equation. And they came in 
And now those services are being provided to clinicians in the village with plans to extend throughout the country, again, with the blessing of, in this case, the Ministry of Health. Um, Then they came back and they're like, you know, actually, we're inspired by the level of access and participation that you've brought to our community. Animal husbandry is really important for us. <laughs> and that's where we are today. This is like a this is about the the journey not the destination. As long as this community has needs that they come to us with, that they come to the partnership with, we're going to see if we can leverage network access and digital solutions to help them achieve those objectives as a community. So it's really exciting. And I'll say just as a further note, and I'll be done here. We wrote a white paper on this project and other organizations were inspired by the approach. And right now, today, this model, we call it the Lumbo model. That's the name of the village uh, where it's rolling out in Zambia. Uh, the, the Limbo model is is being looked at as a template for similar types of projects in right now, last count, something like eight other African countries. Well, those are some, just some very exciting examples that you both shared of this project in real time. And clearly you've accomplished so much over the past year. And as you mentioned, Daniel, I N50 is actually celebrating almost one year since the project began in February. So we're coming up there pretty close. So what are you looking forward to as far as uh, the new year? Like, what are you wanting to accomplish uh, and how many partners uh, have you gained since the project began? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll answer Dave and then I'll, I'll let you, you, you jump on that too. But, you know, what are we going to accomplish? First of all, I, I don't think we should celebrate anything yet, right? We're just getting started. And, you know, we'll, we'll certainly celebrate, you know, the fact that, you know, this seems to resonate in the, in the tech, the, the academic, the NGO, the government space, and as we've had nearly 100 partners join this effort in the past, you know, 10 months. Um, but when you look at, you know, what, what David just talked about with this community in Zambia, you know, we're, we're estimating that the 3.8, 3.9 billion people represent about 20 million communities like that community in Zambia. And um, it's a long road, right? And the reason we're here today is because it's been a long road, but we haven't had, I think, the structure in place to go, you know, you know, tackle the problem. And so, you know, with an estimated 20 million plus or minus communities out there that could actually fall into this category, we've got a lot of work to do. And uh, I know, I mean, what I'm excited about, you know, in, in, in the new year is, you know, really engaging with, you know, some, some additional communities continuing to scale this model, continuing to see these blueprints, as we call them, you know, being duplicated um, across different communities, getting other, you know, partners involved um, that can work together on this. And um, and accelerating what we're trying to go do. I mean, today, you know, we're estimating we're reaching about a quarter million people. Well, that's great, um, but we certainly have a lot of work to go do. And I'm pretty excited about you know that that challenge ahead. Well, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to chime in on what Dan was just saying uh, in terms of our of what we see as the the vision going forward. Um, I'm still hung up on the idea of scale. It's the core mission of N50, and what we see right now is we're just about to hit the 100 mark on the number of partners who've come on board N50. Um, what that means is that we have even more capabilities, more expertise, more uh, innovation that can be 
leveraged in for sustainability of these types of projects. We have more than 40 projects in the pipeline for N50 right now. A lot of those are conceptual stage, but a growing number of them now are taking shape and form. And about a half a dozen of them have come out the back end of that pipeline and are being implemented right now. If I could just give one example, it illustrates well what we're seeing as implementation occurs in terms of what that looks like in 2023 and beyond. One of these projects is for a tribe. It began as a tribal community outreach in the high desert of the Sierra Nevada range out in the Western United States. Uh, the tribe is called Lone Pine. It's the it's a reservation of Paiute and Shoshone uh, people. And we began working with them during the pandemic to uh, advise on how they could use digital solutions to advance their community priorities in the midst of a pandemic and beyond post-pandemic. Um, what we found was that the Paiute Shoshone people had been broken up and scattered among a variety of reservations up and down this region. And a viable business case for them was difficult if you looked only at one reservation at a time. So as we were working with them, we advised them that there, were, that there was a possible opportunity where if they combined across all the reservations of the Paiute and Shoshone people in that region, they would aggregate demand, they would set up the possibility for collective bargaining, they would strengthen their voice as it relates to sovereignty, they could do joint advocacy efforts. Uh, the, the limits uh, of, what they, of what would be possible if they came together as a coalition were almost without limit. So they did it. And that organization now is up and running. It's called Newcom. It's, it's uh, officially registered with the state of California. And they have begun doing everything that I just set out through that group. So going forward into 2023 here, one small reservation and their use of digital solutions, which transformed life inside Lone Pine, is now spreading across the, the reservations of Bishop of Bridgeport, of Mono Lake, and beyond. Uh, what has this past year shown you in terms of what you've been able to accomplish with N50? And have you learned anything about maybe what's possible and when multiple partners come in and collaborate on a project? Or maybe you could just give us an example of what started initially as a smaller project effort, you know, that just eventually scaled into a much larger one that wouldn't have normally uh, without this collaboration. Let's go to the other side of the world. Um, when uh, Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, uh, N50, the N50 project was even younger than it is right now. Uh, we had just come out of the gates uh, by launching the organization. And when, when the invasion began, uh, Dan, uh, together with ourselves, immediately jumped on the phone. And there was a discussion about, is there something that N50 can do to address the needs for the millions of largely women and children, refugees, 
who were at that time uh, coming up to the borders of the Eastern European countries around Ukraine. It was cold. Uh, They had, in most cases, nothing but the clothes on their back. And uh, I'd like to kick it over to, to Dan, who was in the middle of this conversation about what might be possible through N50 uh, to to take the next part of this story. Yeah, that's that's actually an interesting story, and I think it shows you know just the power of the N50 project itself, with you know several companies and institutions kind of coming together to put their head together. When 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 you know we we saw the millions of dispersed people, you know we we worked with a couple of um, you know on the ground folks who are working directly with them, and I, I won't mention you know t- too many names, but. Um, it was very clear that one of the immediate needs was communications, right? And and we really are all, all about communications. And, you know, all of a sudden we had four or 5 million people that, you know, weren't actively participating in the digital world like you would at your house or your, or your place of work every day as you're, you know, being dispersed. And um, along with communication, they had need for power to charge their devices. And so we just got our, our team together, uh, pulled in several companies from the N50 project and said, hey, here's an idea. Um, they need communications and they need power. Let's put together some portable communication centers. And um, and in, in, in four weeks and two days, we actually went from an idea to design to, you know, from a concept to design to procuring equipment to building and delivering 18-foot, um, you know, containers, like a shipping container. Um, fully outfitted with, you know, 5G capability for satellite backup generated uh, solar power, uh, charging wall on the outside for, you know, refugees to be able to charge their devices. Inside were 24 uh, Dell laptops, applications as far as where to find food, clothing, shelter, um, how to exchange money, um, how to get in contact with the Ukrainian doctor for prescriptions and diagnosis and language, how to register um, and we delivered those to a couple of our partners in the N51 being World Vision in Romania. We delivered our first, I think, six or seven um, communication centers to them in just the first you know, couple of months after this um, outbreak began. And then uh, now working with uh, Core Response, um, actually taking some of these back into Ukraine as they rebuild. Um, so think of it as, as a very highly sophisticated communication slash data center specifically, you know, kind of, you know, uh, designed for, you know, kind of a refugee mobile population and um, things that can actually be retrofitted quite quickly. As a matter of fact, um, on the outside of these containers, we have the capability to handle, I think, David, up to 500 simultaneous Wi-Fi connections. And uh, through one of our partners, we've got devices now that the kids can actually continue their, their education, their online education um, while they're, while they're dispersed, while they're moving around. Um, Phenomenally successful project when you think about the speed um, and the fact that we probably pulled in, I don't know, 12, 20 different organizations, David, if I'm recalling right, in a matter of, of literally days and a few weeks to deliver this massive need to, to these, to these um, um, refugees. And uh, those are, and what's, what's, what's great about it is they can be completely repositioned as needs change. Um, and that's what you're saying now, these things being repositioned back into Ukraine as they start rebuilding some of their communities, they've got instant communications. That's just one example, I think. And by the way, that wasn't what the N50 was established for, right? But it shows how you can flex and move when you've got folks that are willing to come together, 
put their logos aside, their egos aside, and just, just dig in and get the work done um, for people that 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 need our help. And uh, it was a phenomenal success story in uh, 2022. And um, it's interesting because, by, by the way, I mean whether we like it or not, you know, disasters of of all types around the world, whether the man-made or natural disasters, aren't going to you know diminish in the near future. If they are, you know, please please let me know. But now we've got a model in place. Where when people that who maybe once were connected and were participating in the digital world can all of a sudden, for one reason or another, not. Um, we've got a, a, a model in place that we can mobilize very quickly and seen some amazing success from um, to actually make sure people are continuing to stay connected. And um, there's nothing more important in times like that than communication. And, you know, to see, you know, the, the pictures of, you know, the kids making video calls um, you know, being able to continue to learn and, and do different projects while they're in this in this uh, you know you know unfortunate situation has just been uh, uh, one of the best things that happened in twenty two from our perspective. Yeah, there's a there's an epilogue to that story that I'd like to add. Um, one thing is the Ukraine government uh, has reached out. And we have been in a series of discussions with them, and they they would like to have an even larger number of these portable connectivity centers for use in restoring access to basic services in the communities where uh, they have been devastated, but where the Russians have withdrawn. And that would be health and education. Uh, access to government, administrative services, and so forth. So that's in play right now um, and we'll be watching that space in 2023. The second one is uh, we were all blown away when by the speed with which we were able to act as partners for N50. And this has seeded a discussion among the partners where, as, as Dan was saying, you know, th- this is not really the type of project that was envisioned. Uh, when N50 was launched, but here we are, and and we've we've really learned a lot through the process, and we're wonder we're wondering as a group of partners if we can do this ad hoc. What could we do if we shifted our focus to preparedness as part of a strategy that brings in the community as being integral to that preparedness? Now that is a fit a perfect fit with the N50 mission. And so we're looking at that right now across all the projects to understand how can improved access to digital solutions uh, amplify community resilience. Well, you know, these are just incredible stories. And from our conversation, it's obviously clear that N50 project has really just accomplished some monumental things in such a short span of time. You know, so for those who are hearing this podcast and are maybe interested in becoming partners and for participants that are wanting to help this effort, you know, what's the best way for them to get involved? Reach out. (laughs) We are, we are like an open tent. Uh, There is no, this is not an association of industry. It's it's a coalition of the willing. The flap on that tent is wide open. No fees associated with coming in uh, and collaborating. Um, all we ask is that that you bring ideas on the types of communities that we can reach out to together. And the basic idea is that you know one plus one equals a thousand. It's all about partnership. 
And uh, uh, please visit our website, www.n50project.org. And uh, you can also reach out to me directly, david at geekswf.org. Well, yeah, I was going to add to that too, um, Gabrielle. I mean, as, as far as how people can actually get involved, I, I mean, there's there's multiple ways to get involved, as David just articulated. I think what I would say is, you know, if you want to get involved and do, you know, huge things, this is probably the organization for you. I mean, 3.8, 3.9 billion people not participating in the digital world is astonishing when you think about what we do every single day. And yet, Half the world is not is not doing this, um, so it's a big goal. It's a it's it's a massive undertaking, and not one company can do it by themselves. And so there are so many companies out there that have, you know, whether it's a corporate ESG or some sort of you know corporate objective or CSR objective to go out and you know digitally connect people. Um, you can't do it alone. You need this type of organization to help you, and that's what we're finding as well. Um, and, and, and so it's a big undertaking and we, we want to go do big, big, big things. The second thing I would say is, um, show me the downside and people digitally connecting. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, number one is, you know, if, if, if half the world is not participating in the digital world, I would argue that we're only listening to half the world for all the problems we see in the world. If you took 10 experts and sat them in a room and said, Let's go solve this massive problem. Pick your favorite problem. You took the 10 most you know, knowledgeable experts and sat them in a room. And so let's go solve this problem. You said, oh, but by the way, I'm only going to listen to you five. Right? That's what we're doing in today's world because we're not listening to them. Unless you're traveling to some of these remote areas and you know, pulling out a piece of paper and documenting, we're not listening to them. And there's so much I think that they can, that they can add value to. And then the third thing I would say is... Um, this is really good for business. I think we lose sight of that a little bit too. We've got a lot of tech companies involved in the N50. We've got a lot of comms companies involved in the N50. We have a lot of academic companies involved in the N50, a lot of governments involved in the N50 and NGOs. It is really good business for the world, right? To actually have people participating in the digital world. Um, you know, we've built a, 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 a wonderful company over 50 plus years, but yet half the world is still not using what we do. Um, so I, I want to encourage companies not just to think of this as, oh, let's go do good. You know, um, you know, th this part of the population is surviving just fine without the digital world. Right. Um, I think there's so much more we can add and that they can gain. But at the same time, this is this is a good business venture, too. <laughs> so I don't want people to think like we're just going out and doing, you know, you know, good heartfelt things that comes with the territory. Um, but you know, there's not an academic institution in the world that's not trying to reach, you know, hundreds of thousands of new people. Um, there's not a tech company that's not trying to get hundreds of thousands of new people to actually adopt their technology or a communications company to utilize their networks. Um, and, and, and so we've, we've got that reach and it's, it's really good, good business too, to get involved. Well, that wraps up the conversation for today. So thank you so much, David and Daniel, for being on today's podcast. This has been just fantastic. Thanks so much, thank you, Gabrielle. Absolutely. And I want to thank our audience as well for tuning in to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries brought to you by the Network and Edge Solutions Group. Don't forget to subscribe to hear more from the Network and Edge Solutions Group. Thank you for tuning in.